This is my yard now. Who wants to walk with Elias? The new Daniel Bryan. The WWE Champion. The And welcome to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone! Happy New Year! We're we're in the par, aren't we? In between Christmas, in between New Year, where nobody knows what is going on. So I thought time to do a podcast. Fair enough for the family stuff. Enough for the Christmas dinner. Let's get a podcast out there. Let's talk about some wrestling. So today we're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown from Christmas Day, and then we're going to wrap up by discussing next week's. January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom 13 show, which I cannot wait for. So, let's begin. Raw, Christmas Eve. Right, now this show, for people who don't know, was taped a week in advance. So it was taped the week before's Raw. It was taped at the week before's Raw, the night after TLC. So, for this show, you had quite a quiet crowd, really. Um, as to be expected, they'd already sat through three hours of Raw. So really, there was a lot of uh, backstage segments in this to sort of kill a bit of time. The show didn't actually last the full three hours, but there was no way they was going to be able to get a full a full arena to sit there for six hours of Raw. I went to the Raw in, in Manchester in the United Kingdom about a month ago, and it was hard work to last for those full three hours. So this crowd in Sacramento deserve a medal. Now, this show, I thought it was actually all right. It was an all right show. We opened up with Elias versus Lashley in a Christmas street fight. It was a fun little match. Um, I don't really usually like the theme matches that WWE do, usually because it involves the New Day. They usually have the Halloween match, the Thanksgiving match. But this, it was all right. Do you know what I mean? It was a nice start to the show. A few fun little spots. Um, Elias gets the win over Lashley um, when Lashley takes a bump into the Lego. Yeah, that's right. Lego in WWE, but it's better than thumbtacks because thumbtacks are absolutely ridiculous. I'm not a fan of the thumbtack spot. If you're a Jimmy Havoc fan, I suppose you might like those, that sort of thing, but it's not really for me. Um, obviously, Mick Foley was a big advocate of the thumbtacks and Terry Funk, but yeah, Legos are fine. Although I'm sure if you ask Bobby Lashley, the Lego pieces still hurt. So yeah, so Elias gets the clean win. It was a fun little match. The crowd were into it, to be fair. So yeah, it was a nice little match. Probably about a two, two and a half star range match. Perfect little match for Christmas. But 
well, I couldn't help but notice about this. I was sat there watching this and I thought, wow. Nine months ago, Bobby Lashley, he debuted in New Orleans the night after WrestleMania to a big pop. What has he actually done, really? He had, he had the match with Roman Reigns, I think, at Extreme Rules. That was a good match. But apart from that, he's done nothing. He's not really been any notable feuds. Obviously, they turned him heel and aligned him with Leo Rush. But he's really, he's done very little since coming back, I think. It's just not, I was expecting him to be main eventing shows, facing Brock Lesnar, a match that everyone really wants to see. But that's not going to happen whilst Lashley's a heel. But, hey, maybe he'll have a better 2019, but... Don't know. I think he needs something fresh going on because the heel stuff ain't working for me. Um, you know, what I mean? he's a talented guy. I'm not the biggest Lashley fan. His microphone stuff isn't great. But obviously, you've got Leo Rush with him, but he, he's an all right wrestler. He can ha- he can have good matches, but they just for whatever reason seem to don't seem as that main event guy. But yeah, so big win for Elias here. Elias is one of the most over guys on the, in WWE at the moment. So yeah, so nice win to open the show for the baby face. Next, the match we had that I want to talk about is Revival versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Now, the Revival, they've dropped little hints that they're going to try and push the Revival. Seth Rollins mentioned them in his promo about what needs to change the other week. Um, So, yes, a Revival here. They get the tag team opportunity against Gable and Roode. It was a decent match. I saw a lot. I only watched this show. Um, I only watched Raw and SmackDown a few days after they actually aired because, obviously, I had family time to do. But... I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter saying, yeah, it was a great match. I think Sasha Banks tweeted, wow, the revival. But to me, it was just an average TV match. The revival did look good in the match, but it was only given about, what, 10, 12 minutes. Um, It was an all right match. Obviously, the wrong member of the revival got pinned, so they're obviously going to go with a rematch, probably on Raw. I think they deserve a pay-per-view match. But obviously, revival worked with um, Chad Gable in NXT when Gable was teaming with Jordan, so they can go. They're good in the ring together. But yeah, for me, revival should really be tag team champions. Give him a big push, and Gable's Gable is Gable's a single star. He's at that mid card, mid card level, and he could even be pushed into the main event. But for whatever reason, Dewey Dewey don't seem to see that in him. Maybe this is a bit of a spark in that with him being the tag team champion at the moment. Who knows? So yeah, this was a good little match, but as I say, I read a lot of, like, it was a great match on the internet, but it wasn't a great match. It was just a nice TV match, and I hope to see a rematch where they get more time and a better crowd, because as I say, the crowd was really quiet for this match. Um, I say this show was, it was a lot of matches, because obviously there was not many in-ring segments due to the fact that the crowd had been sat there for a long time. Next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Um, McIntyre, he cut a great promo before the match about how he's going to win the Rumble, how he's going to main event WrestleMania. Not quite sure if this year he's quite ready for that, but I think by next year he could be. I see him more as a babyface further down the line, but he's doing a great job as heel here. This was a really good match, to be fair. Um, the dead crowd didn't really help it. It was really eerily quiet. Um, the match ends when Balor hits the coup de grace on McIntyre. McIntyre rolls out the ring. And then Balor hits the coup de grace to Dolph Ziggler for the win. And as we all knew, before the match, Ziggler was probably going to be the one to take the pin. Um, after the match, Balor retreats back to the locker room. And McIntyre screams in Ziggler's face that he's trying to save this place. And that there's not enough room for the both of them. Um, but Ziggler really then turns around, talks to the referee while he's doing this, he's trying to pull him off him, and he walks right back into a zigzag, 
And Ziggler rolls out the ring and heads backstage. Now, for me, there's a lot of animosity between these two. Vince later announces that there's going to be a cage match on next week's New Year's Eve show. So, really, I thought instead of just giving a zigzag, you know, Ziggler should have beaten on him. It's not like Ziggler's a baby face. He's clearly showed he's a heel, so he should have beaten on McIntyre. But that didn't happen. They just went for the zigzag, and that was that. Now, next, we had a bizarre segment. It was the one and only Vince McMahon dressed up as Santa. Now, I'm guessing they did this in one take because it was a very awkward promo. They didn't, Vince didn't really do a great job as is. Basically, it's Vince dressed as Santa. He says he's got gifts for everyone. He says that the greatest of all time in John Cena will be back on Raw and SmackDown next week. He finally announces there will be a women's tag team championships coming to WWE soon. Now, I don't know if it's going to be just for on both brands the same title or if they're going to do a raw tag team championship for the women a smackdown tag team championship for the winning i'm not sure if there's quite enough tag teams for that but they can always bring people up i think they're probably better just going for just the one tag team championship and having interbrand matches but whether they'll go that way who knows um obviously this just adds to the rumor of the wrestlemania match that is everyone saying that might happen, which is Trish Stratus and Lita against Sasha and Bailey? I'd be a fan of seeing that at WrestleMania. I think it'd be really good. Obviously, Trish and Lita, Trish more so, can still go. Lita looks okay at Evolution, but that'd be a match, a really good match to see at WrestleMania. I'd like to see Sasha. She needs to turn heel, doesn't she? Sasha as a heel would be fantastic because they don't know how to book baby faces. Um, as I say, so Vince promises the women's tag team championships. He says Cena's back next week. I don't think that the ma- it's going to be built for a Cena match at the Royal Rumble because he's filming his new movie. Obviously, that could change. I remember last year at the Rumble, they were saying that Ronda wouldn't be there because she was filming a movie and that. We know how that ended. But yeah, so the rumour is that Cena won't actually be at the Rumble. So I don't know why. Maybe talk about what he's going to do at WrestleMania. Maybe call out The Undertaker and all that stuff again. Who knows? But yeah, so next week we've got McIntyre against Ziggler in a cage match, which I'm sure will be a good match. Um, next week, I'm not really going to talk about the Paul Heyman-Braun Strowman segment. It wasn't good. And to make a Paul Heyman segment not good is takes a lot of doing. Strowman, for me, I know he's over, but to me, he's just so cold. He lost so many title matches over the last 18 months that I'm really at the point where I'm pretty much past caring, to be honest. It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. He needs something that needs to change with Strowman. Cause he, to me, he can't go in the main event. He can't. He had that great match with the Big Show, but since then he's picked up a lot of knocks, and he just doesn't seem to be able to put on that main event level great match. So yeah, for me, I don't want to see Strowman with the title. Let's get this Lesnar match out of the way with. But last year at the Rumble, we had a Lesnar Strowman match with Kane in the middle of it, where it was just like a filler to get to WrestleMania, and I don't really want to see it again, to be honest, Strowman isn't going to win the title, so watch, I've said that now, and he will end up doing, but I don't think he's going to win the title, so it's not a match I want to see at the Rumble, right, next, something good to talk about, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship, what a match this was, now, it wasn't your typical WWE spot fest, it was there was holds there was a lot of storytelling the story of the match was basically based around that natalia was willing to do anything to beat ronda but ronda was taught by natalia and she didn't want to lock that armbar on natalia 
because she just didn't want to do it to her friend. That was the whole story of the match, and it was brilliant. It was played off fantastically. Natalia, I tell you what, Meltzer has said that the match was just called on the fly, and you could really tell Natalia was brilliant. I'm not really the biggest Natalia fan. She's good, but she's not. Well, she proved here that she is good. She was fantastic in this match with Ronda. Um, The match ends when Ronda... No, the match doesn't end, but there's a great spot where Ronda hesitates for the armbar and Natalia gets her into the sharpshooter, but that gets reversed. Ronda gets Natalia into the... No, what am I? Into the armbar. Into the armbar. Natalia taps him with the greatest thing that happened in this match. Not sure if it was deliberate, but I loved it. The second that Natalia taps, Ronda releases the hold. It was literally 0.1 seconds after tapping. I actually, honestly, I went back, I rewound on my Sky Plus just to make sure that she actually taps before she let go. So that was a nice little spot that you might not have noticed, but it was brilliant. The little things in matches can really go to making a match great. As I said, it wasn't just like a spotty WWE match. I think that's why I loved it so much. There was just great storytelling. I'm surprised it didn't main event, to be honest, but hey, great storytelling. It was just a great match. And Ronda, wow, Ronda this year, she had the tag at WrestleMania, the Intergenic tag with Stephanie Kerr and Triple H. She had a really good Nia match at Money in the Bank. She had a great Charlotte match. <sighs> She's killed it this year. She had a good match, really good match with Nia at TLC. She has had a great year. Sorry for you, Ronda haters, but she smashed it this year. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Ronda, Natalia, great match. Ronda retains. They can, they've opened it up. They can have matches down the line. Obviously, they're probably going to go with Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, Mania. But I'd be happy to see Ronda and Natalia at SummerSlam next year. That would be great. So, yeah, I just thought it was a brilliant match. Probably got about four stars with this match. It was that good. It deserved to be the main event of a pay-per-view. It was that good. But, yeah, um, the main event was Rollins beating Corbin. It was an all right match. Nothing, nothing... Do you know what I mean? It was just your standard Raw main event. I saw that Rollins tweeted saying that although Corbin's really annoying, he can go in the ring. And to be honest with you, I think I'm not the biggest Corbin fan, but I think he's been a bit of a scapegoat, really, with what's gone on with all this. The ratings dropping while he's been GM. Do you know what I mean? Corbin, I like. I thought he did all right job as general manager. Obviously, a lot of people didn't agree with that. I know a lot of people really did not like Corbin as GM, but I, I thought it was fine. But hey. We've got the McMahons now. What more could we want, eh? Hopefully, while they're on screen, they're not writing the show backstage. But we know that isn't going to happen. So, yeah, that was Raw. It was, let's say, it was your typical Christmas episode. But we got that great Ronda and Italia match. So, all I want from Raw, if I can see one great match a week on Raw, a bit of build, I'm happy with that. So, yeah, that was Raw. Um, we will be back in a second to talk about SmackDown Live from Christmas Day. Christmas Eve in the drunk tank an old man said to me won't see another one and then he sang a song the rare old mountain dew I turned my face away Back on the show, we're going to be talking now about Smackdown Live from Christmas Day, as we said. Now, this this, this obviously was taped again in a week in advance. It was taped after Smackdown from last Tuesday. 
Um, and this show, it, it was actually a good show, really. The crowd were dead for it, though. This crowd were silent for the parts of this show. And the show opens up with R-Truth and Carmella dressed as Santa and an elf trying to hype up the crowd. And they come out, they do the usual stick. They're interrupted by the new Daniel Bryan. And he begins his... Uh, I don't really know. He's talking about Santa's not really... No, that's not really what I want to see from Bryan. But he quickly shifts things up. R-Truth and Carmella have the quick six-second dance break. And you know what's going to happen. Bryan beats him down. He annihilates R-Truth's knee. It was a great end to the segment, which didn't start off great. But yeah, Bryan annihilates R-Truth's knee. Great stuff here. Great segment. And Daniel Bryan gets his heat back from last week's loss to Mustafa Ali, which I've not talked about that because I've not done a podcast about that, but I love the fact. I'm a big Brian fan, but I love the fact that Ali got that big win over Brian in the tag match. It really showed WWE are actually trying to do something different, but we'll see how long that lasts. And what else do I want to talk about from SmackDown? Oh, well, we're talking about Mustafa Ali, him and Cien Almas, they are they. A bit of a quite I've read this again on Twitter. It was a great match. It was a good match. That was it. It was a good match. They went about ten minutes. Obviously, we had an advert break on on the TV, so that cut out a lot of the match. Some great spots in the match. It was just a great sprint. Um, so Ali actually beat Cian Almas again. Well, he obviously beat Brian the week before. But he gets to win over Almas. Not really doing much with Almas, and it's crazy to think a year ago at Royal Rumble weekend he was having what probably turned out to be the WWE match of the year against Johnny Gargano and now what's he doing not a great deal unfortunately I'm a big Almas fan he's fantastic he really should him and to me, to me him and Vega should be the top heel on one of the brands they're just great together at least give him a mid title a mid card title run I wouldn't mind seeing him feud with Rusev actually but I think they've already done that briefly on Smackdown but they just go in with Almas he's I'm not going to swear but he's brilliant do you know what I mean go all the way with this man Hopefully Triple H can have a bit of influence on that. So yeah, so that was it. We've talked about Almas losing to Mustafa Ali. Be interested to see where they go with with Ali. And um, later on in the show, he had there was a good segment where basically Ali's congratulated by all the two hundred five roster, Alex Cedric Alexander and Cole. He's congratulated for being promoted to the main roster, if you can call it that. Um, and then you have Shelton Benjamin who welcomes him to Smackdown obviously they'll have a match later down the line which I'd be really interested in seeing we've not seen a lot of Benjamin have we since he came back I think he had a few matches with Brain and AJ but he's, I don't know if he's been injured or something or someone let us know if you listen to this podcast tweet me let me know what's been up with Benjamin because I've not really seen too much about that so yeah and then Daniel Bryan brutally attacks Mustafa Ali from behind it was a really great beatdown. Brian's intensity is fantastic. I th- I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. Are they going to give Ali his title match against Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble? Mm, I can't see it. Not at the Phoenix Stadium. I can see it maybe happening on SmackDown. And then that will sell probably Brian AJ later on at the Royal Rumble. But yeah, Ali. I don't know what's happened there. Right, we're back on. Don't know what happened with the microphone there. Anyway, yeah, so I think they're going to go with Brian against AJ at the Royal Rumble. Not Ali against Brian, but I'd be happy seeing either of them, really. Um, I'm not quite sure Ali's ready for it. But hey, let's go for it. Let's create this new talent. Ali is great, as he's shown many times. He can have great matches. 
And yeah, I think he had a house shot match. I read it um, in Chicago with The Miz and Daniel Bryan that was meant to be really good. I think that was a, a cage match, I believe. So yeah, they had a really good match. Someone has just decided to sped past me. If you're wondering why there's a car just driven past me, I'm doing this podcast in my van because I'm that committed. And basically, we've just basically, I'll just, we were talking about SmackDown, but I'll just branch off. Um, we basically moved into a new house last week. So I'm not being able to do the podcast at home. So I'm sat in my van like a loser doing this podcast, reviewing Raw and reviewing SmackDown. So, yeah, he must be thinking, what is that weirdo doing sat in his car with his laptop and his microphone at this time of night? But, hey, so, yeah, we were talking about SmackDown. Um, yeah, so maybe they'll go with Brian AJ at the Rumble. We were talking about the beatdown. Great beatdown with Brian on Ali. Sorry, they've took me off my game there. Selfish bastards driving past me while I'm trying to do this. Next, we had a segment I actually really liked. It was Miz TV with Shane McMahon. Um, this was this was good. This was good. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure where they've been going with this Miz Shane McMahon story, but it's been it's probably the longest story in WWE at the moment since the World Cup. But yeah, so they've basically done that. Um, so the, you can notice the piped in chants in this segment was where it really started to hit hit home for me. How quiet the crowd was. The piping in chants. It was really quite annoying. The Miz he cuts a strange pro. Hey, oh, cars coming past. You'll be able to hear that in a second. Maybe they want the windows doing. No, they're just driving past. Anyway, yeah, so back to Ms. TV. They must be thinking, what am I doing here? Anyway, back to Ms. TV, yeah. Sorry about that. Right, so, yeah, this piped in chance were annoying me. Ms. Cut, he cuts this, I don't know, it was like a strange promo but it was great at the same time about his how his dad never believed in him um he basically said it was a good job that the rock was at wrestlemania to help him beat john cena and um, he never said well done about anything until that is that him and shane mcmahon became the best in the world and now his dad he finally said well done to miz his dad loves shane mcmahon and wants the miz to be more like shane mcmahon so the miz wants shane mcmahon and the miz to team up so, yeah, at least we got a story of why the Miz is so desperate for them to team up. It only took them six weeks to think of. But, hey, they've done it. So, yeah, we'll take that. The team is very random. But, hey, at least there's some story behind it. I'm guessing with WWE logic, it's not going to last long. It's going to probably lead to a match at WrestleMania. Not quite sure how I feel about that. As the Miz is not really the best worker. And Shane McMahon, you could say, isn't the best worker. They're both good if they're being carried by someone great like AJ Styles or Brian. But, yeah, we'll see how that goes if they indeed do have the match at WrestleMania. But, yeah, they agree. Shane McMahon agrees to team up with The Miz. And that is that. They are a tag team. And it was a happy ending to this segment. It was just These last two shows have been all about happy endings, as you will see later in the show. In fact, I'm going to talk about that next. Yeah, the happy ending. Rusev defeats Nakamura to win the United States Championship on Rusev Day and on Rusev's birthday and on Christmas Day. What a brilliant, happy, feel-good ending to a WWE show. Not something you get to say every day. But yeah, they had a really good match. It was... 
as I say again, I read it was a great match. It was a very good match. You probably got about three and a half stars for this. It was really good. But I tell you what, the, the ending straight... Rusev and Nakamura always have good matches. I will say that. They do always have really good matches. Um, they had the match at Crown Jewel, I think, on the pre-show. Was it Crown Jewel? Maybe the Australia show? I think Crown Jewel. That was the match of the night for me on that pre-show. They had a match at the pay-per-view, whatever it was, before WrestleMania last year. Obviously, with roles reversed, that was a really good match. As Nakamura beat him, heading into his AJ match at WrestleMania. So yeah, the roles reversed here. Babyface heel, different dynamic. Rusev wins the title, but the piped in chance at the end of this match. Oh, they piped in the um, Rusev day Nakamura chance. They piped those in. They piped in this is awesome chance, and it got to the point where I was spending the match trying to look out for the pipe chance, which isn't the cleverest thing to do but it really knocked me off my game in trying to watch and enjoy this match but hey i shouldn't just leave the dead crowd to be honest although it's annoying it's better than it's not as annoying as piping in chance for me but yeah so anyway rusev wins the title rusev is your new united states champion so yeah that's it the show ends with vince mcmahon and AJ Styles, now we all know Vince is very high on AJ Styles, he really likes AJ Styles, and he cuts a backstage saying he wants to get that vicious side back in AJ Styles, and he talks about AJ Styles, how he's not as good as Daniel Bryan, which indicates they are going to have this match at the Royal Rumble. Vince hits the tamer slap ever on AJ, and AJ punches Vince McMahon to the floor, and Vince McMahon is led on his back laughing as SmackDown goes off air. Hopefully they take they go further into this. I'd be interested in seeing Vince in the middle of AJ and Daniel Bryan interaction. I think that'd be great. So yeah, I'm all up for that. So I was happy with that. It was a nice little nice little twist. Because we read the spoilers and we didn't actually see that happen. So this was a nice little twist at the end of the show as we didn't know it well, I didn't know it was gonna happen anyway. So yeah. So that was Raw, that was SmackDown. They were both taped shows, obviously. I enjoyed them both, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if it was because I was in a good mood because my belly was full from all the Christmas food, all the mince pies. But, yeah, two good shows. I enjoyed both of them. There was a lot of feel-good. Finally, WWE are giving us feel-good moments. It doesn't all have to be heat, heat, heat. But, hey, we'll see how long it lasts. Do you know what I mean? 2019, it's a new year. Um, my match of the week, oh, I didn't put a poll up this week. As I said, I've been really busy with moving house, little girls celebrating Christmas. Um, my match of the week was Ronda Natalia. I thought it was just about better than Rusev Nakamura. Rusev Nakamura match might be a more WWE type match, but Rousey Natalia definitely. But to be honest with you, I'd put it in my top ten WWE match of the years. Rousey against Natalia. I thought it was that good. So that is your match of the week. Right, when we come back, I'm going to quickly talk about Wrestle Kingdom 13 next Friday. Hello, final part of the show. Um, the show's not going to be as long this week as it has been. Actually, I put a poll up on Twitter asking people how long they like podcasts to be. And the biggest winner of the poll was 30 to 45 minutes, which did surprise me. Because I, I, to be honest, I like a good hour and a half podcast. But hey, so we're going to go with the 45 minute model for the time being. Might flip flop that about when I've got more to talk about and I'm not sat in my van. 
but hey. Right, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom 13 next Friday, the 4th of January. What a great start to the year, as always, this will be. I've, I'm working Wednesday, working Thursday, and I've took the day off on Friday. I've given myself the day off so I can watch Wrestle Kingdom 13. I can't wait for the show. After it, by the way, I will be doing a podcast, which I will try to get uploaded within two or three hours after the show. It will be uploaded within two or three hours after the show, so be sure to check that out. We will probably be one of the first podcasts to review Wrestle Kingdom 13, so be sure to check that out. Now, let's run down some of the matches. So, we've got Kenny Omega against Tanahashi. Now, this match, you just know they're going to deliver. They're two of the best big match wrestlers in the world, two of the best wrestlers in the world, full stop, and you just know these two are going to deliver a great match. People have complained about the feud, but it's been fine. You, do you know what I mean? They've not like they build it up on a weekly basis because they don't have raw and stuff like that to do it with. They've built it up fine. It's old school against new school. Can't see anything else but a classic match. And to be honest with you, I can't see anything else but a Tanahashi win. Do you know what I mean? I just can't see Omega ending with Omega winning. Let's complete the story with a feel good ending of Tanahashi winning the belt. It'd be a great end to a great story. Now, a lot of people aren't happy with the Omega reign, which has surprised me. I think it's been fine. We've had a great Ishii match. Um, Omega had some great matches in the G1 with Ibushi and Ishii as well in the G1. There was the triple threat, which I think soured a lot of people with Cody and Ibushi. It wasn't your typical New Japan match, but it was still, it was, it was good. It was a great match, but it wasn't, do you know what I mean? It just missed something. The It didn't grip the crowd. The New Japan crowd didn't seem to have a clue what was going on with that triple threat match. But yeah, you just know Omega, Tanahashi are going to kill it in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Right, next match we're going to talk about is Osprey against Ibushi. This match is supposedly going to open the show. I'm not so sure about that because how anyone is going to be able to follow these two. Did you see that tag match on the road to the Tokyo Dome show? Wow. If you've not seen it, go and check it out. It was the Golden Lovers, Ibushi and Omega against Tanahashi and Osprey. <sighs> it was the third best match of last year for me. It was the best tag match of the year. The third overall best match behind Omega, Okada at Dominion and behind Tanahashi, Ibushi, G1 final. It was that good. It was unbelievable tag match. Everything about that match was good. Just go and check that match out. It was in the other week. Go and check it out. It was fantastic. Five-star classic. Osprey was unbelievable. The star of the show. He's now in the heavyweight division. He's going to have a big 2019, is Will Osprey. He is going to be fan. Well, he is fantastic. But now he's back from injury. If he can keep healthy, he is in for one big year. Get him in that G1. I want to see him in that G1. Just stick him in there. These two were brilliant. That camera shot where... Uh, what is it, Ibushi flips him off the top rope and Osprey lands on his feet and Ibushi, I, you just, I can't explain it to do it justice, I'm sure it must do it anyway, but just go and check out that, that shot was fantastic, one of the shots of the year as Ibushi just looks and goes, oh shit, he's landing on his feet, as Osprey turns around with a great look in his eye. So yeah, so as they, these two actually overshadowed Tanahashi and Omega in this match, it was... When the match finished, I wanted to see, I really wanted to see Osprey against Ibushi, and I cannot wait. I was at, um, spoke about this before, I was at the Rev Pro show in New Orleans, and they was on opposite sides of a six-man tag, and they met each other in that match. There was a big stare down the whole arena, well, 
the whole whatever you call it the whole building rose to its feet and they just tore it up for two minutes and that was fantastic this is this it could be match of the year it could we could be looking back in a year's time and saying that Osprey and Ibushi match at Wrestle Kingdom 13 was the match of the year don't like going into a match expecting that but how can you not with these two so yeah I can't wait for that and um, what else have we got? We've got Jericho Naito. Um, they had a really good match. Well, it wasn't really good. It was a good match at Dominion. Um, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I don't know why I said that. It, it was good. It's a bit sloppy in parts. But, uh, do you know what I mean? I'm not really sure Wrestle Kingdom's the place I want to see a rematch at. I, I would much have sooner seen Jericho Okada. Hopefully, they build for that on New Year's Dash heading into later on in the year, maybe at the MSG show, but I want to see Okada Jericho, Jericho isn't going to have a lot of matches in New Japan, and I, want, I don't want to see him face people twice, unless it's Omega, because that match was that good, but yeah, I've seen Jericho now, oh, it was good the first time around, maybe they'll be better this time, but yeah, it's, it should be a good match, it'll be a good match, I'm sure, they're both great, um, yeah, I think they can't see anything but a night or win, winning his Intercontinental title back, what else do we have, we have Okada Jay White, as I say, I would have preferred a better opponent for Jericho in Okada. Not a better opponent, but a different opponent. Same goes for Okada. Why is he facing JY? I know they've built it up. It's been a good story. But what has JY done the last year that has earned him an Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom? He had a great match with Juice Robinson, yeah? Great match. But he had a match against Omega in the main event of a show at the end. I can't think what show it was now. It was good, not great. His G1 performance was good, not great. His match at Wrestle Kingdom last year with Tanahashi, of all people, was good, not great. Although Tanahashi had a really bad knee at the time. He just doesn't quite... I don't know. I'm willing to give him a chance, but for me, he just doesn't... He's not main event, but maybe that'll change after this match. I'm willing to give him a go. He's now leader of the Bullet Club. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a go. But for me, I'm not that invested in this match. I'd sooner see... I feel like it's a waste of an Okada dome match. But... I'll give him a chance. Don't offend the Jay White marks out there because I know there's a lot. So I'll give him a chance. Who knows? I could be sat here on the review show next Friday saying, Jay White, what a wrestler he is. But we'll see about that. Now we've got Ishii against Zack Sabre Jr. for the Undisputed British Championship. As I, I was there live in that New Orleans Rev Pro show where Ishii faced Sabre in the main event. Ishii won the belt off Sabre and it was a, it was a classic, well... Being there live, I might be biased, but it was a great match. It was the best match I saw in New Orleans that weekend. Better than any match on WrestleMania. Better than any of the indie shows that I went to. Better than any of the NXT matches. There you go, that's one for you. I enjoyed it more than the Gargano Champa match. I enjoyed it more than the ladder match at NXT. But maybe that's because the live experience at indie shows is better than WWE shows. And especially NXT shows. don't really enjoy it. I've been to two takeovers now, WrestleMania weekend, and... They've not been that good as a live experience. I don't know what that is. But it just... I love NXT on TV. But it just doesn't seem to live up to it in the arena. But, hey, maybe it's because everyone's so hungover. Anyway, well, they were in New Orleans anyway. You could tell that arena was hungover. So, yeah. So, this match, I think it could be a sleeper match. I think it could be one of the possible matches of the night. If given 20 minutes or so, they work so well together. I'm a big fan of both. I think Sabre's going to win this match. Johnny, take the belt back to Britain where, interestingly enough, two days after Wrestle Kingdom, Sabre is facing Pac in Rev Pro. Now, could that match be for the title? Who knows, but that match, Rev Pro, check it out. It'll be Pac 
against Sabre. Could it be for the title? Probably will be if Zack can win this match. So, yeah, check that match out. Right, I'm just going to quickly run through the other matches for you. We've got Kushida against Taiji Ishimori. I'm not a huge Kushida fan. There's rumours he's actually going to WWE after this. Um, not really sure he'd do much in WWE. To be honest. I find him a bit boring. I think he's... He's he's a good in ring worker, but he just doesn't. He's a bit like um, Sonada for me. He doesn't offer much personality. Um, but yeah, obviously Ishimori. He had that classic match with Takahashi early in the year. Hope Takahashi's okay, but hey. does the signs don't look good? He had a great match with Takahashi. Ishimori was great earlier in the year. I think Ishimori's probably going to win the title. Take it back to Bullet Club. So, yeah, I think Ishimori's got to win this match. And it will be a good match. This could be a great match, actually. Kushida, he does deliver in big matches. I say he's just not someone... He's not my cup of tea. But he is a good wrestler. Um, other matches, we've got US Championship, Cody versus Juice Robinson. And that'll be interesting, won't it? See who wins that one. They should have a good match. Cody, obviously, with this All Elite Wrestling, I'm not sure he might drop the title to Juice. I'd like to see Juice in All Elite Wrestling, but... We'll see about that. So, yeah, I'll just quickly run through the other matches. As I say, I'm sat in my van. I'm ready for off. I'm ready for off. Right, the other matches, we've got Kanemaru and Desperado against Rapungi 3K, Bushi and Shingo for the New Japan Junior Tag Team Championship. I watched a great Shingo match against Ilya Dragunov from Bowler Night 2 the other night. Wow, what a great match that is from PWG. Check that match out. Brilliant match. We've got Gorillas of Destiny against Evil and Sonata and the Young Bucks. I can't really see the Young Bucks winning that. But, hey, they're going to try and stay in New Japan. But I think they'll be busy with this all elite, elite wrestling. So, I'd be surprised if they won that match. But, who knows? So, yeah, I think that's pretty much the rest of the card. So, I'll quickly run through the card for you. This is how great this card is on paper. Omega Tanahashi will be great. Osprey Ibushi, going to be amazing. Okada J.Y. Jericho Naito, Ishii against Zack Sabre Jr., Kushida Ishimori, Kanemaru and Desperado against Rapungi 3K, Bushi and Shingo, Cody Rhodes against Juice Robinson, Gorillas of Destiny versus Evil Sonata versus Young Bucks. Wow, that show is going to be some show. So, wow. I am so excited for Wrestle Kingdom 13. Sign up to New Japan World. Just sign up. Watch the show. If you're not seen a Wrestle Kingdom before, you're in for a treat. The great shows. My mate, who I went to NOLA with, and I'm going Mania this year with, he, the lucky bastard, is in Japan for this show. I was going to go with him, but I'm a good dad. So I can't leave her. Leave my little girl at New Year, Christmas. I might do next year. We'll see. I can't leave her for Christmas, but... Uh, maybe I'll go for New Year, for next year, but I'm not so sure. But he's going, he's lucky, I'm so jealous. He's going to all the indie shows, going to the Fight Club Pro shows. He's he's, he's in the dome for Wrestle Kingdom. That lucky Leeds prick. Anyway, he's there. So hopefully I'll get some pictures off him, some videos. I'll put that on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast Twitter site. So look out for some of those. I might have a chance to revo- review Raw and SmackDown next week. I'm not sure if I will. We'll probably mention it maybe in the Wrestle Kingdom review show. But next week, it's all about Wrestle Kingdom, isn't it? It is all about the biggest New Japan show of the year. So that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'd say it's not been the most practical show. I'm sat in my van doing this show, so it's probably not been the best. But we've reviewed Raw. We've reviewed SmackDown. We've run through all of the Wrestle Kingdom show for you. Follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Newspaper. That's at Wrestle News P-A-P-R. 
Follow us, subscribe to us on Apple, on iTunes, Wrestle Newspaper, Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Follow us on Podbean. Check our Twitter. I feel like we put some good stuff out on our Twitter, so check all that out. And that's it. That's 2019 wrapped up. It's our first year. We've only been doing it for a few months, this podcast game. But I've enjoyed it. Big things to come in 2019. I'm going to be reviewing Wrestle Kingdom for you. I'm going to be live at the NXT Blackpool shows. I'm going to be at WrestleMania doing a WrestleMania diary for you all. Podcasts at WrestleMania. So yeah, exciting times for 2019. Well, that's it for the show. Next Friday, we'll be back with Wrestle Kingdom 13 review. That review will be up within hours after the show, so check the Twitter for that link. Have a great new year, everyone, and I'll see you in 2019. See you later. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear ones The old and the young A very Merry Christmas And a Happy New